from that point forward, I, I just been practicing more and more and more, you know, doing these things at work and doing it even my personal life. And it's been to me a, a godsend because it's kind of changed my, my attitude and it's helped make me a more resilient person. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, I'm joined by my good friend, Carl Stabe. Carl is the author of Bring Gratitude, Feel Joyful Again with Bite-Sized Mindset Practices. I've been wanting to have Carl on the show for a long time. We've been friends for many years. I wanted to talk to him about gratitude and its role in productivity. We want to talk about journaling. We learn about willpower and waypower. That's coming up as well. So there's lots to discuss in this episode. I also want to share with you my Productivityist Podcast Pick of the Week, so stick around for that. But for now, let's get to my conversation with Carl Stabe here on the Productivityist Podcast. Carl Stabe, welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, you know, it's it, one of the things that um, that I've been doing more when I start my day beyond the fact of, you know, going, hey, you know, what day is it? Oh, today is, you know, Wednesday, Wednesday's listening day. Great. What listening stuff can I do? Um, I'm spending some time just kind of dwelling in the good stuff, right? The things that I'm grateful for. And uh, I have to say that, you know, uh, you being my friend, we've been friends for a long time and seeing the work that you're doing, that's kind of inspired me to kind of make time for that. And and it doesn't take a lot of time to do that. So um, before we dig into the idea of gratitude and making time for it, and, and then maybe some of the things that you can do to uh, foster that, because I think that's the other tricky part. Uh, why don't you share with uh, with the listener here uh, who you are and what you do? What's your, what's your thing? Okay. So uh, my name is Carl Stabe and, um, I am a recovering complainer. I, <laughs> I, a lot, not a lot of people know this about me, but I used to complain a lot and not outwardly it'd be in my head. Mm. Um, and it would, it would frustrate me. It would, uh, set me, um, it would kind of, I struggle with certain relationships that I've had with certain people. Cause I, I think I would, I'd be beating myself up. I'd be beating them up. Um, and when I started letting go of that and I started focusing more on being grateful for the moment, um, man, so many mental doors opened up for me, um, that man, I just feel so lucky to be able to uh, practice what I practice and teach other people. So my website, I have a website called Bring Gratitude. Uh, BringGratitude.com um, helps people um, bring more gratitude into their life and helps them, you know, really make sure that they're optimizing it and optimizing their mindset as well as their body and learning from it, um, so they can, you know do more work, uh, they can build better relationships and really make sure that they enjoy doing it as they do it. So one of the things I want to bring up right away is it's bring gratitude. It's not feel gratitude. It's not express it. It's bring it. There's like this offering uh, that, you know, you, it's not something passive. Can you dig into the the idea of bringing it? Because I think that that's, uh, that's something that you, most people say, oh, you know, I feel grateful or I have gratitude, but to bring it, I think is something a little bit, it's, it's definitely more action oriented. 
Yeah, that, that was a good point. As I was, you know, so I had a, a previous website called Work Happy Now. So I've, I dived into a lot of research probably for the past, man, that was back in 2008. I really started digging into happiness research. And a lot of the research kept coming back to gratitude. Uh, it kept um, talking about how important it is to feel grateful. Um, but then what I realized is it's not just feeling it. Um, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, receiving gifts, um, receiving gifts is great, but the, the joy of giving somebody else a gift, the joy of, of seeing their expression, um, how they, how you make them feel inside that's something that is beautiful. And I think that's the same thing that we need to focus on when we think about gratitude is um, when we come to a situation and I'll give a, a short story is, you know, uh, I used to go, I remember there was a, a day at work, I was grumpy, I was feeling just really beat down and uh, feeling negative. And I was going into this meeting and there, those thoughts of like, what am I doing? Why am I here? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Started repeating in my head. And this is at the, at, at the start of when I started keeping a, a, a gratitude journal, actually for the third try, right? It finally stuck. Um, I said, I paused and I was like, okay, I'm going to really give this a shot. What am I grateful for um, right now? And I, and I, I'm grateful that I'm, I was healthy at the time that I, you know, had this opportunity to go into this meeting and I, it was a, you know, I could, I could go in, you know, thinking, okay, this is, this is a waste of time. Or I could go in with an intention of, I'm going to get the most out of this meeting. And, you know, one thing I, I, I knew, that I could learn from is, is being a better presenter. So I was like, I'm going to just watch the person who's presenting and just take notes, mental notes for myself. And I went in this with this attitude of like, okay, what can I learn from this meeting? You know, what can I really be grateful for about in this, in, in what's about to happen? And I, my brain did a 180. I, I was engaged. I got really good, you know, information out of the meeting. And I know it was all because I was thinking about, you know, what can I do to, you know, extract as much uh, value out of, out of this? And then also, what could I bring to the situation that would allow other people to see that I was engaged, that I was really glad to be there. I was grateful to be there. And, you know, from that point forward, I, I just been practicing more and more and more, um, you know, doing these things at work and doing it even my personal life. And, you know, it, it's been to me a, a godsend because it's kind of changed my my attitude and it's helped make me a more resilient person. You talked about the practicing component of it, which I think is, I mean, we hear about meditation practice and things like that, where it's, you know, the idea of it's something you do consistently and it's never going to be, you know, something that's absolutely perfect. You know, I mean, again, when we talk about time crafting here, it's like the idea of crafting your time is an ongoing process. It's not something that you just, okay, there it is, set it, forget it, it's going to happen. How do you catch yourself when you feel, and in your book, you've got, you know, the book as well here, which I'll link to in the show notes, uh, bring gratitude. Uh, 
when 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 you catch yourself, like first off, how how many times do you catch yourself even now to this day? Like you're going, oh, I missed it. And then what do you do to kind of bring bring gratitude back to that moment? Oh, that's that's a good one. <clears throat> um, I usually lose count after the first few hundred times <laughs> in a day. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's it's an ongoing struggle. Um, but the idea for me is I do catch it right. Um, yesterday I woke up and I could feel the fogginess kind of sitting on top of me and I slept well, everything was okay. But for some reason, you know, I usually wake up, I, I, I do about 15 minutes of yoga and I just wasn't feeling it, you know? And, and I realized like, wow, like, I'm noticing this <clears throat> just a few months ago or probably a few years ago, I probably just would have been like, oh, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I wouldn't have been as uh, acutely aware of what was going on inside me. And so if if anybody's going through this, if they're struggling or they're, you know, uh, and we we all struggle on a daily basis. So if you notice it, it's noticing the feeling. So our, our feeling is what will motivate us. So it's never the task. It's never somebody else. It's what behind it for us, that internal drive that's going to want us to do better in that situation, to want us to do uh, a good job in that situation. It takes that awareness to be able to notice those feelings and not necessarily push them away and 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 really uh, be accepting of them and grateful that they're there and that's hard it's been hard for the people that I that I coach a lot of people can accept that they're grumpy but uh, being grateful for it is really hard um, it's been hard for me um, but it just takes practice and it just you know that constant coming back to it. When I do notice those feelings, I just ask myself, you know, how did, how was this, why was this feeling created? You know, it's usually from a thought. So before that meeting, I had to go in and, you know, sit down. Um, and then I had this feeling of dread before it. Well, why am I dreading it? And I'm dreading it because I feel like it's a waste of time. And yeah, and it might be partially a waste of time, but it also could be fruitful. And so that's the 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 amazingness of our flexible minds is we could get to choose where we put our time and attention in any situation we're at. We're, you know, if we're in jail, if we're stuck in a lousy meeting, um, we have our brains that can take us any place we want to and enjoy any situation if we can tap into it. And it starts with those emotions and saying, okay, what, what is this emotion? Why am I feeling this way? And then exploring it. And as in really what happens is when you explore that feeling and you allow it to be, it only lasts for about 90 seconds to two minutes. And if, if it only lasts 90 seconds to two minutes, um, 
you really can then move on from that and then make a conscious choice of, you know, where you want your mindset to go from there. You know, as you were talking about that, it brings up my, my son and I were watching a movie last night. It was uh, the new X-Men movie, which is the first superhero movie in a long time that I did not go to the theater to see because it's not that good. But there was a message that uh, Charles Xavier said to Jean Grey where he gave her a pen and he said, he was talking about her powers, trying to draw a metaphor. He says, you know, this pen, you could do anything you want with it. I'm going to give it to you. You get to decide. You could write with it. You could, you know, do something like that with it, or you could stab somebody in the eye with it. Like it's really, which is kind of funny because, um, the idea of, you know, with, with your mind, you can basically decide what you want, what your intention is with the thing that you you're facing, right? Whether it's, you know, going into the meeting, whether it's looking at your calendar and go, okay, how am I going to face the day? Am I going to face it with this attitude of dread and, um, you know, despair, or am I going to go into it and look at it from the perspective of, you know what, this is, this is an opportunity to course correct. This is an opportunity to find, you know, like it's, it's all it's perspective. And, and one of the things I was going to touch on with you was this idea of bringing gratitude. I think, um, you know, in, in my experience, just dealing with, with, with not, not a lot of clients, but some people that, you know, that I've worked with or that follow my work there's, there's no immediate ROI that can be found. Like it's not something that you can necessarily measure numerically or quantitatively, you know, gratitude doesn't necessarily, it it doesn't bring that stuff. Um, you know, as, you know, as apparently as say, you know, inbox zero would or something like that, right. Where they can count it. How do you, how do you help yourself? And then others that you, you know, you share your work with get past that barrier, because that's a bias that can, that can really impede your ability to kind of get into that, that practice of, of, of bringing gratitude. Yeah, it can. You're right. And, um, and a lot of people, uh, a lot of, uh, people that I've, uh, worked with, I think, uh, they're worried about overusing gratitude and, um, being, becoming numb to it. Or, and, or getting uh, too woo woo, where people look at them and go, "Okay, come on, like really bring it back." Because that's the other yeah. thing is dial it back, right? <clears throat> yeah, and so, um, okay, so there, there, there's a couple things to unpack here, but I'll, I'll start with uh, way power versus willpower. Um, we only have so much willpower, and it depletes as we use it. So uh, the old example that a lot of people use is going through a grocery store. excuse me. Um, and as you go through the grocery store, you're picking things off the shelf, you're making choices, you know, which cereal am I going to buy, uh, to eat this week? Uh, what pasta am I going to buy? Um, what type of ice cream and so on. And as you do this, your willpower slowly depletes. And as you go to the checkout lane, you see that candy bar, that you love sitting right there on the shelf as you're checking out. And it's, you know, it's priced, uh, fairly, you know, low cost. And so you're like, sure, I'll pick up that Snickers or pick up that Kit Kat, put on the conveyor belt and away you go. And it's because your willpower just slowly went down and you couldn't say no to it. You know, that candy bar is not good for you. So, what the difference with with gratitude is it uses way power. So the more grateful you become, the easier it gets to use. Um, it becomes a uh, default mindset. And as you you know default uh, to gratitude, 
you actually don't have to work as hard um, when you are working towards something. So the idea is kind of um, like a, a when you're, you know, a ship, they call, um, uh, uh, I think it's way waves. Uh, uh, I forget the exact term, but um, the way power comes from that, where you're using a guiding star, it could be the North Star, um, but instead of, you know, um, you know, guessing, you know, a long time ago, like they didn't have compasses. They had to guide, guide by the star and the North Star was always in the same spot. And so that's what way power and gratitude supports is gratitude allows the person to think about why they want to do that thing. And where gratitude comes in, appreciate the chance to do that thing. And then it makes it easier to not procrastinate, uh, to actually take action on that thing instead of, oh, you know, I'm going to just look at my email or I'm going to check Instagram right now um, because your your willpower is depleted. But if you know you're going towards this thing and why you're going towards it and that you have gratitude for the ability to work on that thing, it makes it easier. Um, you're working on your book right now and you can easily put that off and say, oh, yeah, I'll work on that tomorrow. Um, but there's probably something inside of you that's like, I want this thing out in the world. And why do I want this thing out in the world? Because I want people to craft their time in a way that's going to make their lives better. And so all of a sudden you start to see all these things of the impact you can make. And so it's easier to say yes to that thing instead of putting it off and not doing as good of a job on that book if you kept procrastinating on it. And you can measure impact. That's the other thing too, is that if you start to think about impact, there is a, you can, if you think about it from that vantage point, I think impact is something that people they think about like, what kind of impact do I want to have? There is a measurable component to that. So that's one way to look at it, right? Yeah, that's a great point. So Edward Desi, um, he did a study on this. And if you go into the workplace and um, if you have six positive interactions to one negative, the team is 31% more productive. So um, if you're a type of boss that, you know, lets people know, Hey, great job on this. And you did a great job because, you know, I really love the charts you put in there. It really made a, you know, told a story that um, got everybody's attention. Um, you, you're, you're bringing gratitude to that interaction. And so the more you do that, the more they feel lifted up. And they've actually done studies. Uh, scientists have done studies where, you know, uh, at, uh, compliment will go longer and feel more rewarding than actual monetary pay. And so we are hardwired to live in communities, to support each other. It's how we survived as a species. We were never the strongest. We were never the quickest. We did it through uh, uh, talking with each other, communicating, and you know, working as teams. So if you look at it, it that way, I mean, man, there's so much opportunity out in the working world. If we brought more gratitude to our interactions, we could help uh, them become more productive and we can help ourselves become more productive because 
all all boats rise together, right? And that's that's what I I, I really I hope people take away from this is you know uh, you know really complimenting somebody else um, makes the you know them feel good and you feel good, and it makes them more productive. And it's like it's a no brainer that we don't do enough out in the working world. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Okay, we're going to take a break from the proceedings right now, but when we come back, I'm going to talk to Carl about how you can seek gratitude externally, the triggers that you can use to bring gratitude into your life, and what finally made the journaling habit stick for him. But first, I want to talk to you about Text Expander. You can unlock your productivity with Text Expander. If you're an iPad or an iPhone user like I am, you'll love the fact that Text Expander now supports iOS 13 dark mode and offers more. Plus, Text Expander for Teams, which I've been using for a long time, unifies your organization's voice with shared snippets. You can manage who sees snippets by making different groups for your departments, let's say customer support and sales. They can just see the snippets that they need to see. You can make everything you write repetitively available everywhere you type. That's text documents, spreadsheets, web forms, show notes, and more. You can turn your snippets into forms with fill-ins and pop-up fields, which I absolutely love. You can use optional text blocks, autofill dates and times, and graphics, so much more. Text Expander is available for Mac OS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad, so there's no excuse not to use it, especially with this offer. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast and get 20% off your first year. Again, that's textexpander.com slash podcast. Choose that you heard about Text Expander on the Productivity is Podcast, and you'll get 20% off of your first year. Now I want to talk to you about Woven Calendar. Woven Calendar is amazing. It features powerful scheduling tools built into a smart, collaborative calendar. Woven Calendar is designed for busy professionals who want to make the most of their time 
because time is money after all. They're tired of wasting time sending emails back and forth to find times to meet. Tired of downloading, managing, and paying for multiple scheduling tools. Count me in among those people. They want to make scheduling with clients and teams easy and hassle-free. And they want a calendar that is smart, collaborative, and designed to work the way they work. Woven gives you all that and more. With Woven's built-in powerful scheduling tools, Woven smart templates, which I love, the scheduling links and group polls, it's a breeze to find times to meet and Woven nearly eliminates email back and forth. Woven Calendar also makes managing travel time easy with integrated map views. They provide analytics to help you understand how you spend your time. That's so valuable. And Woven Calendar offers a companion iOS mobile app so you always have Woven with you. I absolutely love Woven. It's allowed me to streamline my appointment bookings on so many levels. I can confidently say that choosing Woven as your calendar app of choice would be a step in the right direction. And I'm going to help you take that step along with Woven today, because all you need to do to try Woven for free is to go to woven.com slash timecrafting. So add Woven to your productivity stack and schedule faster than ever before. Do yourself and your time a favor. Sign up for Woven today. I've recently streamlined my team and I've been able to streamline what we do thanks to Zapier. Zapier has been a lifesaver. It has automated a lot of the tasks that we need to do as part of the whole productivity as protocols, such as you know getting uh, tasks from Todoist into Slack, getting our chatbot stuff from ManyChat into ConvertKit so that we can start to communicate with people that way. Uh, we've been able to connect it with Evernote, Google Drive, so many options, and Zapier has allowed us to do that. It's the easiest way to automate your work. Zapier connects all your business software and handles work for you so that you can focus on the things that matter most. For me, the things that matter most are writing, working on the book, my podcast, there's no more wasting time on tasks that you know could be automated because that's exactly what Zapier was built to do. Zapier lets you instantly engage with leads, send them to a CRM or spreadsheet, kind of like what I was talking about with the whole mini chat to convert kit thing. And really, that's just scratching the surface. Zapier supports more than 1,500. That's 1,500 business applications. So the possibilities are virtually endless. And best of all, it's easy to build the exact solution you need in minutes without writing code or asking a developer for help. I'll give you a couple of quick examples of some of the apps that we have used because one of the one of the primary people that needs them on my team is my wife. And she's not a coder by any stretch of the imagination, but she wanted to make sure that she could get all of the tasks I needed her to do from Asana into Slack and Zapier allowed me to do that. I want to start selling physical products and we've been exploring that option. Well, I use Podia for a lot of my virtual goods and I want to use it for physical goods. I can connect it with ShipStation using Zapier. There are so many, honestly, so many options here available to you. I would highly encourage you to check it out. So again, you can join me as well as 4.5 million other people who are saving an average of 40 hours per month by using Zapier. So right now through November, try Zapier for free. All you need to do is go to our special link. That's zapier.com slash timecrafting. That's Zapier, Z or Z, A-P-I-E-R.com slash timecrafting for your free 14-day trial. That's zapier.com slash timecrafting. Automate your work today and do the work that really matters. If you're going to want to save time and be more productive, Zapier can help you do that. So again, zapier.com slash timecrafting. Check it out. Now, let's get back to the show. Let's talk about seeking gratitude now. Uh, you know, the idea of bringing it 
I think is, is self-direct. Like if you, you, you look internally and you say, okay, here are all the things I can see. And, you know, again, going through the book and, and, you know, which, which I read, I remember sitting, reading your book on a beach while my kids were out playing in the sand. And just in that moment, it was, it was actually the perfect book to read on the beach because I'm like, okay, look where I am. I'm in, I live on this beautiful Island. I've got my kids out playing in this, and the ocean has receded so far that you could go, you know, just hundreds of meters out into the, out into the, where normally it would be covered by water. Like there was just, it, it put me in this mind space to be able to do that. But sometimes you can't get there, right? Like sometimes you, you can't do that on your own. How part of me is thinking like, is seeking gratitude a okay, like externally, like, Hey, you know, finding, trying to almost, I wouldn't say lure or bait, but almost like try to pull it in from an external source so that it can kind of get you to the place where you need to go, Oh, you know what? That's right. I do have this thing. Yes. I mean, that's a really good, really good, um, analysis there because I think, well, there's, let me back up real quick. There's what I've noticed is, you know, through working with clients, through research, uh, there's three levels of gratitude and it starts with uh, surrounding gratitude. Uh, the things around us. It's really easy to appreciate a cup of coffee, a cup of tea. You, you know, it's it's immediate. It's uh, sat, you know, it satisfies us, um, and it's something that we can repeat again and again and again, and um, we we enjoy doing it. <clears throat> and then it gets a little harder. We have um, sharing gratitude, and sharing gratitude is. Uh, harder because there's uh, interaction between me and you. If I uh, compliment you, you know, after uh, our interview is over and I was like, man, Mike, you, you asked some great questions and it really got me thinking in a different way about gratitude. You know, I'm complimenting you on your interview abilities. I'm doing it from a, a, a place from my heart. So, you know, I really mean it. Um, and so it, it should land better than if I'm just faking it, right? So the if if I if I do that from a well-intentioned place, then I make you feel good and I make myself feel good. Now the third level, self-gratitude, is the hardest, and it's the hardest because um, we are usually the hardest on ourselves. I, I a lot of uh, people I uh, work with. Um, it's, we start with surrounding because it's the easiest, it's those, uh, everyday things that we can enjoy. Um, and then, um, once you do that, then it, it, you can share gratitude and then it's about gratitude for yourself. Cause this comes at the core of it. If you can be grateful for who you are and know that you are good enough in what you bring to every day then it makes everything else easier. But what I found is most people don't feel like they're good enough. And it saddens me. And I want this to change because most people are so good, are helpful, are caring. Um, no one's perfect. We all get frustrated. And <clears throat> uh, last night, I told my son for like the fourth time to clear the table and I, you know, I raised my voice and as soon as it started happening, I was like, oh man, I wish I could pull this back. Um, and I felt bad because he, you could see his reaction of like, 
Oh man, like, and he's he's ten years old. He loves playing with his dog, and I, you know, but I needed him to be able to learn to stay focused on a task. And so there's that balance, right? Of like, okay, you know, I I need him to do this, but I also need to understand who he is. And so I started beating myself up right away. And um, you know, a lot of these habits come from our parents, um, our uh, siblings, our friends. And so these are ingrained things. And that habit came from my dad. That's how my dad used to treat us, you know, like used to just be like, that's enough, you know, and, and, you know, that would be the end of it. And you would, you would kind of slink down and be like, "Uh Oh, here it comes. Um, I don't want to be that father and I want to catch that feeling sooner, but it doesn't help for me to you know, tear myself a new one and, you know, uh, make my, uh, self feel even worse. Um, so what I do is I try to uh, be grateful that I can notice this, that I have the ability to appreciate, um, how far I have come and, uh, you know, that, you know, every day is a learning situation. And so, um, I talk to my son, I apologize to him. And, you know, we we have a stronger relationship because of that. And now the key thing is at the end of the day, and this is important, um, I write down what I'm grateful for and, you know, what I learned in that day. And so uh, what's the most impactful thing that you've done in, in the day and the things you remember at the end of the day are what solidifies into your memory. And so if that solidifies into your memory, that's going to affect your next day and your next day after that. So you have to really be conscious of what you're putting into your brain at the end of the night. And that's why I suggest people keep a gratitude journal at the end of the night, because if you can remember those things that you've enjoyed, the things you've done well, that's the stuff that's going to sink in and stick with you and build up that inner gratitude that's going to help build up your confidence. So you brought up the gratitude journal again, and I'm glad you did because earlier on in the episode, you said that it, it took the third time for you to stick with it. Like you tried it a few times before. It might even not be the third time, a few times, and then it stuck. What made it stick? Oh, um, I was going through a difficult time. Uh, my father was passing um, he passed away almost three years ago and I was going down that negative, uh, path, um, complaining, worrying about what was going to happen to me when my father died. I was worried about losing a friend as you, you can see the theme here. It kept coming back to me, me, me. And I wanted to break that. Um, I had 40 wonderful years with my dad and when he was uh, passing, I realized um, I couldn't focus on what I was losing. I had to focus on what I did have with him. And, you know, the the uh, last, last bits of uh, phone calls that I could um, to really, you know, maximize the relationship that we had. And so I started just going, I went, the, it was the third time, I went back to my gratitude journal and I just focused on what I learned from them. And I just wrote everything out. I was, it was 
I forget how many, it was over a 50. Um, and I just let it all hang out. I remember crying, uh, over, uh, you know, this list and I was so grateful, um, for what he had given me and what he had taught me. Um, he was far from perfect. He definitely had a temper. Um, I definitely got my temper from him. Um, but what I realized was I needed to reframe how I looked at my father's death and not allow it just to knock me around and push me down and send me into a depression. And so that's when I, um, you know, was like, okay, I feel really good now. Um, and that's where the, the, that's what the book came out of. I, those little bits of gratitude, little moments of how, as I was going through this, um, with my father passing, um, turned into little stories. And then I just turned it, I realized like, wow, after a few of these stories, I was like, man, this could be a book. And, and I, and I think it could help a lot of people. And so, um, that's kind of where it all started. And, and it, I think the third try, so there's studies that prove, you know, like alcoholics, uh, anybody who struggles with diet, um, you you like with a diet, you can't just say, oh, for the next 60 days, I'm going to eat like this, right? The reality is, is if you after 60 days, you might, you probably will go back to the way you ate and you're going to put weight back on. So it's got to be a mindset shift that you stick with. It's not like this is my diet that I'm doing for 60 days. Like, no, this is the, this is the way I'm going to eat from now on. Um, and then keep improving as I go. And so, um, same thing with, uh, uh, gratitude, like the, you know, uh, gratitude journal, the more you try, so you're probably going to fail. If you're like me, you'll start a gratitude journal and then you'll be like, ah, oh, I feel good. You know, like, oh, I'm going to take a break or you maybe you just forget and a few days go by and you keep forgetting. Um, and then what ends up happening is you realize like, oh, I'm starting to feel down again, or I need a little pick me up. Um, and hopefully the gratitude journal comes to mind and you come back to it. So the more you do that, the more you're building up your, your internal strength to stick with it. And same with a diet, the more you do it, the more you try. Alcoholics have, are known for trying five, six, seven times before um, they finally make, give it a really good go and, and quit, um, drinking. So it takes that, that extra bit of patience, um, forgiving yourself when you don't, you know, write in your gratitude journal, or if you cheat a little bit on your diet, um, and forgiving yourself and then getting back to it. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. Well, and the other thing too, is that you've talked about the willpower, way power thing by doing something consistently, the journal, for example, it helps build up your willpower. Because there's something that it, it becomes less onerous to do. It becomes something that just is what you do. So you're not exerting as much willpower to do it, which means you can leverage that in conjunction with the way power. So I think that's, that's really powerful. Now, before we go, um, I want to make sure that uh, people leave here today, those, uh, the listener leaves here today with something actionable. And one of the things that I think is, uh, especially, I wouldn't say difficult, but challenging is you know, getting started and then keeping consistent with it. So, um, I've found with, for me, 
to express gratitude, things like, you know, that kind of thing. First off, you've given me these wonderful cards, which we're going to link to in the show notes, the bring gratitude cards. We're going to talk about those. Um, along with the 30 day mindset reboot, there's some stuff here that's really cool, but what other kind of external triggers can people use to say, you know, for those moments where they say, you know what, I don't have time to think about that right now. What are something that, that something quick, simple, you know, dirty that they can go, okay, I know that I've got to build this habit. What, what are some things that I can do to just get started with it now that are simple, uh, and and durable and, and flexible enough that I know I can make and take time for them every single day. I would say um, things they can interact with. Uh, so uh, visual or audio cues. Um, let's start with visual. So that's why I created those cards. So it's a pack of uh, 34 cards. And the idea is uh, you put a question of the day by your toothbrush each night. Um, you start planting seeds uh, to, uh, to your subconscious um, to help build up that more positive mindset, the more resilient mindset. And it's questions like, what are your three greatest strengths? And, um, you know, what's one thing you struggle with, but you've learned from? And these cards, each one's different. And so, um, and everybody, I've heard people putting by their desk, but just having that card out there is a way to kind of set the tone. So um, I have an evening routine. And so the evening routine is that card is by my toothbrush. And as I'm brushing, I think about it. Um, and then when I go uh, to bed, what I do is uh, I'll write down uh, three things I'm grateful for, three things I did well that day um, to help build my confidence. And then um, uh, what's my intention that I want to focus on um, the next day? And uh, usually the intention for me is is just something around um, being present, um, um, you know, focusing on gratitude when I'm struggling. Uh, it's usually a mindset intention, not necessarily like uh, I intend to, you know, go get my oil changed on my car, but something that I, I feel that's going to, that can apply to almost any situation. It's, it's more about being than doing. Yes. And so if you, if you're anything like me, um, if you, if you don't have cards, you can use a post-it note on your mirror in the bathroom. Um, you can put your gratitude journal on your pillow when, so before you, you know, uh, open up your phone or turn on Netflix and uh, whatever it is, or turn on the TV, um, write in your gratitude journal. Um, and you know, when it's there and, and you see it and you feel it. Um, a lot of people, uh, I, uh, set a, uh, uh, alarm on their phone. So, um, some of my clients, they'll put a gratitude, uh, uh, alarm in the morning and at night. So they start off their day and they close their day with gratitude. Um, but yeah, it, you need those cues. It needs to be something that's going to, um, catch your attention, um, and help you build that habit and, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you know, you're going to forget to do these things. But if you, you put it into your routine and you make it uh, visual or auditory, um, it's going to make it easier for you to remember. Carl, this has been great. I'm glad we've had a chance to have this conversation. I'm grateful that we've been able to do this. Um, the book that I'm holding in my hands right now, which by the way, it's one of those books, which I, I love these kind of books because it fosters the, it fosters the intent. So what I mean by that is it's not a book that you need to read from cover to cover in order, 
Um, you can pick it up and read different, you know, it's, 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 it's basically little essays or little stories. Um, and there's several of them I'm looking at right now. We've got, uh, like a hunt over a hundred of them, um, that are in here. So it's bring gratitude, feel joyful again with bite-sized mindset practices. And there's the cards too, as well, but where can people, uh, help, where can you help people if they go somewhere to help them bring gratitude, where can you where would you like them to go? Uh, you can go to bringgratitude.com slash podcast. And so uh, whenever, uh, basically what I have is a couple free resources. Um, when you sign up, um, you'll get uh, the five things to help you become 31% more productive. Uh, you get access to a Facebook group. Uh, it's a private Facebook group called Mindset First Club. Um, and it's got a little over 2,000 people in there. Um, but the idea is, uh, you know, help get you started on your journey towards creating that gratitude habit and building that more resilient mindset. So when you do get knocked down and we all do, um, it's about getting back up and, you know, becoming stronger for it and then tackling that next thing that's, you know, going to help you create the life that you really want. Carl, thanks so much for joining me today on the Productivity is Podcast. Thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Great questions. Big thanks to Carl for joining me on the show today. Of course, if you want to keep up with everything he has to offer, including his book, Bring Gratitude, the show notes will be found both in the app that you're using right now to listen to this podcast. If you are, and if not, you can go to productivityist.com slash podcast 265, and that'll have all of the helpful links relevant show notes, talking points, all that stuff are there. Before we get to the wrapping up point, I want to share with you my Productivity is Podcast Pick of the Week, and it's three books by Neil Pasricha. Um, I really only discovered this after uh, you know picking up some of Neil's books and having the chance to dis- interview him, which he is actually he is, he's coming up as a guest on the show, uh, with regards to his, his next book, but Neil's, uh, podcast, basically the whole idea is it's a 15 year long quest for him to uncover the thousandth most formative books in the world. So each chapter is hosted live. So he, you know, he's talked to people like Seth Godin. He's talked to Ryan holiday. He's talked to Mark Manson, Jonathan Fields, Tim Urban, some fantastic people, Gretchen Rubin, who's been on the show, Judy Bloom. I highly recommend you check out this this podcast, especially episode, you know, with Seth Godin. That's the first one that got me hooked, and I've been listening ever since. So again, it's three books with Neil Pasricha. That's the Productivityist Podcast Pick of the Week. And that's it. That's all for this week's episode. I want to thank Carl again for joining me on the show. If you enjoyed this program, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening to the show. It helps me make the show better. I'm staring at my shiny new computer as I get ready to work on this because I'm doing all the production work now. So since I'm doing all the production work now, I'd love to get the feedback to see what I can do to make the show better. So again, ratings and reviews always helpful. And I'm really, really grateful you know, fittingly that you took the time to listen to the program today. That's it for now. I'm Mike Barty, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. See you later.